Hey, this is Dirk Reviewer from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. What's up, everybody? It's Keefe back with another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm here in place of the usual host, Omar Cordy. And today we welcome in our guest, John Gist of Vegas Rock Revolution Presents. We're going to talk all about show bookings in Las Vegas and elsewhere, but especially we're going to talk about Planet Desert Rock Weekend 4 and the exceptional Stoner Rock Doom Psychedelic Rock Festival that John books. Here's the fourth one coming up soon, headlined by bands like Fatso Jetson, Brant Bjork Trio, Space Slug, Scorpion Child, The Return of Spiral Arms, Freedom Hawk, Boracho, and more. Check it out. What's up, everybody? It's Keefe at GhostCultMag.com, and I am super stoked to welcome to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast a gentleman I have admired from afar, as I just said offline, for a long time, John Gist. You might know him from promoting shows in Las Vegas. He is the steward and the Lord Commander of the Planet Desert Rock Weekend Festival coming up very soon in Las Vegas. John, how are you doing? Happy New Year, and and just hails to you, sir. Hey, first off, wow, I've uh, never been called Lord Commander or a steward of anything. So I am honored, uh, sir. Well, no, I mean, the honor is all on this side of the table as one of my favorite movies, uh, to paraphrase Office Space. But no, seriously, you have been you've been putting on shows in Vegas and, and, uh, you know, around the scene for a long time, specifically to support stoner rock and doom metal and underground metal and psychedelic. Psychedelic rock and desert rock, which I, you know, there's a, it's, it's not music for people who are casual fans. It's like Slayer fans. You're in for life once those riffs hook you. I know I was. So let me, before we talk about the festival and how you go about your business, whatever you feel like sharing, how did you get started in music? What was, you know, what was your first musical experience like professionally? You know, it, uh, I went through a very, I'm, Believe it or not, or probably believe it, <laughs> I'm 54 years old. Um, so I'm right in the middle of the heart of Generation X. And I will, uh, I talk about it on my shows a lot that I feel very fortunate to have grown up during the time that I did it uh, with as a child listening to 70s music that could range anything from Motown to Led Zeppelin and ACDC, uh, Early Kiss to, you know, Cool in the Gang to Disco. And and then live in the 80s when literally heavy metal made mainstream. And then later on, it got ruined, you know, by the big labels and hair metal. But we got the, you know, be part of the growth of Metallica and everything else. So I, I'm really, really lucky and then go off in college in the 90s, late 80s, 90s, and be part of really elevating the alternative rock scene. I mean, literally, it went from being a late night show on MTV, 120 minutes, to to being all that and more with grunge. So it, it's, I'm very, very fortunate. So as my journeys in life took me, uh, I was working regular upper middle level management Fortune 500 company jobs for a good while, running marketing teams, upwards of 140 people and all that, um, single <laughs> the whole time until suddenly I met someone who decided to get married, um, which was in retrospect probably a pretty stupid idea, but nonetheless, it 
turn me in this course to where I went. And then, well, long story short, years later, when I moved to Vegas and all that, uh, I left the job, um, got divorced and tried to get some jobs out there in the real world again uh, after kind of, you know, taking a break. And uh, it was really hard. Just my, me and potentially, I guess, my demographic and my, my qualifications, everything. I was like, holy shit, no one, no one will even, you know, uh, consider me hardly, it seemed. And I was going to rock shows all the time. And that was my way of kind of getting past, instead of being like the creepy guy in the bar trying to meet girls, uh, I could meet people easier and you know, support a scene that I liked. And I discovered Stoner Rock and Retro uh, back in like 2010 or 11. You know, I'd already liked Caius back in the early 90s and and all that stuff. It, it had kind of floated away for a while for me. And when I started going to shows here in Vegas, it was like no one at the shows or so few. I did meet a crew here and there, some people that are still friends today. But I, I started saying to some of the guys, like, I feel like I could do as good a job or better. And I've never done anything like this before. And so, uh, you know, we'll just say uh, observations and then utilizing later on uh, what I've learned in marketing and uh, promotions and, and whatnot through previous careers. Um, and meeting people as well around here, uh, meeting musicians that are, you know, from our scene, um, I decided to go for it. And that's really how it all started. And it was maybe like seven years ago. Amazing. By the way, we have like a very similar overlap in our lives and our career arches. Uh, everything I everything I learned from having bands and doing guerrilla marketing, I translated over into being a, a digital marketing expert, a social media manager. If you know anybody hiring, I'm looking for a new job. And um, <laughs> and I do some uh, of that myself. Yeah, uh, I know you do. And labels and uh, venues. Yeah. So that's cool. and, and of course, you're of course promoting your shows, which is a whole labor of love. People yes. don't uh, actually a lot of promoters don't promote correctly at all oh, from my point of view so uh, if you build it they might not come you know what i'm saying I, that's my that's a real um you know listen I, i've learned in in my brief you know i say brief but it seems longer seven years that there are so many issues within the rock and metal scene when it comes to putting on shows at every single touch point possible and and I was able to maximize some of those things along the way, but it was never to the level that that was even remotely needed because whether it was the venues that do virtually nothing, bands that, you know, I'm not saying all of them because, you know, some of the bands really hustle and do a great job, but other bands, they just don't know what they're doing when it comes to uh, promoting and doing posts and tagging Um they, you know, generally despise of that kind of stuff. And it, the venues, they, you're lucky you can get it on the website, you know, some of them. So I've been lucky enough to, to partner up, up with Counts Vamped for a lot of stuff. And uh, when I first started doing stuff with her, I think she was about to wring my neck because I was pretty intense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get <laughs> nice. my, we need to do something. What? You don't run any ads at all? How are they going to know? About the show. How's anyone going to know? Well, they don't need to, you know, you don't need to run ads for that. I'm like, let me run something by you. 
It's called a statistics game. <laughs> the more people hear about it, the more people consider it, and the more people will buy. It's just a stats game, you know? And uh, it, it, it just blew me away at how many people don't understand the whole part of it. And, and of course, you have to do things good as well. Um, so, yeah, a lot of promoters, bro, they don't do anything. And I agree. And it goes for record labels and some publicists. And I will tell you, <clears throat> I, I have done some light PR and a lot of music marketing training. And I often I, I the last few years, I said, like every band and every band person and every music industry person should watch the movie Moneyball or read the book, <laughs> even if you don't like sports. Moneyball um, or what? Moneyball with uh, yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah, um, the, the story of the, band, so, the, yeah. a, the A's are coming to your town. So I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I li- I'm, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan living on the West Coast. I'm very sad for all the Oakland fans here in the Bay Area. But um, I tell people to watch, watch that movie and and soak it in because there's a lot of good lessons there. Yeah. And and yeah, but so so you have you have a radio show, you book and promote shows, and now Vegas Rock Revolution presents Planet Desert Rock Weekend Four. So this is the fourth one. And, uh, you know, I've only been in your periphery for a few years, but this is an amazing festival, dude. Like, and uh, we, uh, we've been fortunate at Ghost Call. We started as a small zine in Europe to cover kind of underground avant-garde and stoner bands. So uh-huh. this is, this is, and beside that, it would be in my wheelhouse as a fan anyway. But I've been fortunate enough to cover and interview some of these bands, Brant, Brant Bjork's trio. Mm-hmm. He's in like 8,000 bands, that guy. I don't know when he sleeps. Um, <laughs> Space. Slug, Fatso Jetson, who I love, Freedom Hawk, who I love, Scorpion Child, Beastmaker, Spiral Arms. I didn't even know they were still doing stuff. Barancho. They're not. Oh, really? <laughs> they literally, because I hit up Tim uh, Narducci, who's with the Watchers, um, and they've been kind of dormant. Tim's had a, a horrible few years of losing his brother, lost his dad, um, went into rehab, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And so when I hit him up about potentially the watchers, uh, and I, I casually mentioned spiral arms and he kind of stopped and he's like, you know, that would be kind of cool. And he had just kind of had brought his friendship, you know, kind of rekindled friendship with one of the members of the band that, that, that kind of was the strained part of why spiral arms kind of, you know, ceased to exist. And, um, it, that, that that relationship kind of got mended due to his brother's dying, passing. And so when all that happened, we talked to talked to Craig uh, from the Forbidden, you know, Thrash Metal Band. And then next thing you know, here we are. They decided to do it. So it's a one-off reunion show in Las Vegas. That's crazy. I love Craig, first of all. He knows that. And Tim is one of the good guys, honestly, that has ever been in the scene. I remember him. I met him once briefly when he was with Spy- um, uh, Systematic. So that's how I know Tim. But Spiral Arms is amazing. I wish him the best. A very tough story, obviously. Thank you for sharing. And, and we send all the, the good vibes to Tim. And I hope I hope it all turns around for him. And maybe this music will be the medicine he probably needs. But let's talk about the festival. Like, people People don't really appreciate what goes into booking a festival and and i wanted to just start with like how long in advance like are you already booking the planet desert rock five now before the this one takes place because i feel like that's got to be a thing you know that's interesting i would say the way i go about curating um these things 
uh, is probably different than the way anyone else does to, to most of the degree. I bet I have a visualization of some bands. I do try to not duplicate back to back shows other than the really big artists. Like I've had Nebula at two and three. Um, and I've had John Casilla all three, the first three. And, uh, this one, the only returning band from the one before is Sonolith, which is my local support band that I, that I utilize. So I think about it. Um, I, I, I guess there's a certain mental vision artistry within my mind of what I see as the next one. And I started jotting down names. Um, some of the bands that I passed on this time or decide you had them on the short list and then go went with these instead, I'll probably be hitting up this time. And I have other bands that have done shows, done Planet Desert Rock with me in the past. Uh, particularly, I had the second year, dude, I had eight European bands come over. Eight. And they were all small baby bands of sorts. And, uh, you know, I'm super excited. Saturna uh, was one of them from Spain. They just landed number one on the Doom charts. Um, Omega Sun from Slovenia, they just landed, like, top three, I think, in the Doom charts a couple months ago. Um, you know, Mr. Bison, which has an album coming out in March. And a lot of other just great bands. I may start shuffling them back in the picture too. I'm, I'm really loyal to bands that I've booked shows with in the past. I kind of try to have a family mentality with all them. Um, I get it. You know, listen, I don't ask anyone to send in, you know, send in their name. I don't, because I don't want anyone thinking <laughs> this is a weird thing to say, but I don't want anyone thinking they got a chance because it's kind of by invite in a weird way. Um, but when they're like a really good band, they know I, I like them, them hitting me up makes some sense. But, you know, I get, dude, I get so many random bands hitting me up that aren't even remotely at these levels. And they think that they try to, you know, fast talk their way in. And I'm just like, they're not even stoner rock bands, some of them. You know, they're just like, met, like you know, I, I'm like, they've not even done me enough respect to check out the bands that I'm booking. And so that's that's part of the toughness of this whole game. Right on. You have to be a little you have to be critical. You have to have, level, you know, standards and you can't do a cattle call. It's definitely not a good oh, idea. <laughs> I just don't need it. Um, yeah. I know enough fans have done enough in this this world uh, just from booking shows alone for seven years. But then obviously um, being part of Doomed and Stone show since 2020, which is one of the most listened to you know podcast of our you know genres um and then the other stuff that i do and of course social media you know i'm i build relationships you know i've got a decent reputation i don't fuck people over <laughs> so you know i pay my bands money right you know, I'll go, hey come on over we'll do a door deal i don't do that you know what Every, I mean? everybody i have ever asked about you had nothing but cool shit to say about you nice things to say positive right. nobody said a, cr a cross word about you sir so uh, that's again just enforced my my uh you know respect uh out of curiosity when the festival comes january 25th do you, are you running around the whole weekend shepherding everybody or are you able to hang out and enjoy the bands here's here's i go in and to host of the party mode and i particularly the first two nights i'm surrounded by 
professionals. Counts Vant, which is owned by Danny Coker and Corey Coker, his wife, of Counting Cars. Uh, it's the TV show, 10, se- 10 seasons on the History Channel. And when they, they, this is such a professional setup. They have a back and front of the house, sound guys, uh, a light person, a fully stocked bar and restaurant. Uh, they even have seating or like, it was like high top table seating, you know, for, with uh, service and everything. And just an amazing stage and sound. Like the sound is the most important part of all of it. Like when these bands play, at this venue, they all walk away with their heads up higher because it's such a humbling experience. They're playing on a stage where uh, uh, Krieger uh, from the doors, Robbie Krieger just played. You know, let that sink in. Wow. You know, you know what I mean, like literally, he just played it last month. Uh, you know, YNT. You know, uh, Jeff Tate of Queensryche, Winery Dogs, John Five, you know, all these these historic uh, bands and and relevant bands play there. And it's just it's only a 400 cap place. And uh, we we won't fill it with 400 people, um, but we'll we'll have a great crowd there and it won't be overcrowded and, you know, overcrowded and it'll just be great. So I can be the host of the party and listen, I drink and, and, and smoke weed with the best of them. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, it's my job is to obviously meet everyone, make sure everything's going cool along the way. But with this, with the guys on the sound guys, uh, those first two nights, it's they're running the show. Once it gets going, other than some kind of BS happens, which is very rare that a musician or anything go, you know, goes in a different direction that that we normally have planned. So, yeah, it, usually the, the stuff that goes in the wrong direction is pre-show and it's like bands not showing up on time for sound check or load in. Oh, man, we ran through traffic coming from L.A. to Vegas. It's like no shit. <laughs> Right, right. Always something. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen my share of festivals uh, of all stripes. And, you know, there's a lot of things you see you wish you didn't see. And there's obviously always things, you, you know, you wish it would go differently. Is there uh, in four in three of these that you've run so far, do you have any single regrets, anything you could have did differently that would have enhanced the time for everybody or it's been pretty smooth? <clears throat> Uh, man, you know, I would say the worst thing would be, I I don't know. I don't think anything, uh, knock on wood, disastrous has happened, um, you know, for, for the fans and for the bands, um, for me, (laughs) Planet Desert Rock 2, I went away beyond my skis, um, I did it just six months after doing the first one and I spent too much money and I got destroyed. I mean, like lost tens of thousands of dollars and uh, it nearly knocked me out of the game. Really? I was I was hurt and destroyed. And so I stressed out that whole weekend. Um, I stressed out until I didn't, <laughs> you know. And it took me, 
you know, I had high school buddies that were in town. So partying and just relaxing, enjoying the music and realizing this is the most expensive party I've ever done (laughs) that I'm going to be paying for for a while. I gotcha. And uh, what's your one dream band? If you could book any band to play the next one, what band would that be? Re- you know, realistic or unrealistic, whatever you like. <laughs> uh, oh boy. The, uh, there's two bands um, that conceptually will say, I'll, I won't go much deeper than the, just to say there's two bands, Queens of Stone Age and Rival Sons, that I visualize um, as great stewards, I'll use your word, of the scene. And uh, that the headline, if I go bigger, uh, and it could be not even maybe Planet as Rock, but a brand and different thing. Those are two bands I just think are relatives of this scene. Uh, Rival Sons I started listening to literally in like 2011 and discovered them on um, Amazon Music when I was looking for CDs. And they were like, you know, and it was like, hey, we suggest this and also. And I was like, huh? And I started listening to them. And I'm like, God, this band's good. And I'm like, what the fuck are they not more popular? You know, and obviously we know now Rival Sons is one of the bigger rock bands. They still they're still chronically underrated in the United States because RF Rim and Radio is a big mafia fix. You know, along with the radio, along with the record labels uh, to some degree. So. Rival Sons, uh, for me, it's, you know, a bluesy, hard, heavy rock, and uh, that fits, and really it's you know, a refined version, obviously, but fits in really well with a lot of really good stoner rock bands, you know, the Freedom Hawks of the world and and Scorpion Child and stuff like that. And Queens of Stone Age, I mean, come on, it's Josh. I mean, he's one of the true rock stars of the scene, and I th- I'm really impressed with their latest album. I think they really did a good comeback to get back closer to the authentic sound that we're a little more used to in Queens of Stone Age. And I've been a fan of them since the 90s. So those are kind of the dream. I mean, hey, man, I mean, if I really could do it, you know, and, and you know, have a wizard fucking put people under spell, I do Caius. But right. I know, know that's uh, probably not. <laughs> probably, yeah, you probably can't have Queen show up and Brant be on the same uh, the same tour. But uh, and I know and I know Nick is you know Switzerland. He'll be with anybody. He yeah, yeah. But uh, I did see that John is going out and playing kind of like the greatest hits of all his bands, which is just kind of mind mind boggling. That was a rumor, but I think he ended up not doing that in the LA show, and uh, maybe I'm wrong. But because there was talk he was going to play some of that and Alfredo was going to be drumming, but Alfredo ended up not being part of it. And uh, I'm not sure how it finished if he did do songs from Hermano or uh, and uh, Slow Burn and uh, God. uh, Unita. No, it was the he never mentioned Unita. Oh, Which okay. is funny because you need is active now, but right. without, without they're, him, they're killing it. But in uh, God, the other band that had Dragon Dragona, that one song, uh, they did one album and then they got sued by Josh. Oh yeah, uh, Vistachino. Yes. Caius, Caius lives, aka yeah. Vistachino, yeah. which I photographed 
Vistachino oh. in when I lived in Boston at the Worcester Palladium. And like, it was mind blowingly epic, that whole show. And I was so sad because literally that was, it was like that one tour. And I think Milligram opened, which was like a reunion for them. Uh, if you know, Beast Coast, do metal and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an incredible show. And then just, you know, evaporated. Oh. Uh, but you know, it's what it, it is, what it is. I, I had wished that I had seen Vistachino. They, I I think even played Vegas is back when I was married and, you know, had a very full-time job, a uh, very stressful, big job at that. Um, and I was only able to get away, you get away to watch some shows. And that was one I missed, but like a dream come true. Um, I did uh, my first show I ever did for Planet as rock uh, was a night with John Garcia. Um, I got connected to John through Arthur C. from Unita and House of Broken Promises. And um, John and I hit it off and we started talking about conceptually, you know, what he wanted to do. And next you know, I had, you know, Dave Angstrom from, uh, you know, from Armando coming in, played guitar and also his band Luna Soul opened up. Arthur C. got up on stage, played a Unita song. Nick Alferi got up and played like three songs with John. And I even had uh, uh, Chris Hale from Slowburn come up and play a song. And it, that was at the Hard Rock Casino. Um, my, you know, my one and only show at the Hard Rock Casino. Now the uh, Virgin Hotel, I believe, Virgin yes. Property. Uh, I stayed. I stayed. I, I stayed there during the last Psycho, uh, which is a good segue. I just have a couple more questions for you. But since you are, uh, I'll use another fancy uh, ten dollar word, a purveyor of all things Vegas, being there. Uh, I'm bummed about Psycho not coming back. It doesn't yeah. seem like it. I feel like by now they would have said something. I'm not sure it's logistically possible for them to put it back on to the level they did. Uh, but I would love for them to. I was a yes. huge fan of them same here um massive fan and uh i've supported it all the way through even after the main guy evan or whatever was a complete asshole to me um never met him face to face because i doubt he would have been as that much of an asshole to me face to face probably <laughs> uh because not sure if i would take it um but he started really bashing me and made up some lies and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. I just didn't bright miss like, dude, stop. <laughs> it's you're, you're wrong for doing this. And I, I think he thought I was trying to poach his land. And uh, I was like, man, this is a totally different time of the year. It's microscopic compared to what you're doing. And, and it matter of fact, it's going to help you. Matter of fact, so because I was already doing shows and so it was just a weird moment, uh, but I've continued to support. I mean, he even told bands of mine um, that they had to pick one or the other. You hate to hear that. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. But I supported this. I've supported on every single one of them. Um, you know, rumor. There's very little rumors, but I heard from one guy who books your books bands for it, and he seemed to feel pretty positive it was still on. So mm. they they haven't told they the fans anything. 
<laughs> yeah, they haven't told the fans anything, and they're still holding mon- money from people. So, like, I think they should yeah. they should say something one way or another. If it can't have if it can't happen, and I would be like this. I'll just throw this out here. I've never I've really only booked a handful of things ever, and they were all charity shows mostly, other than my own bands like twenty five years ago. So it's not even applicable. But I think it became so big that it kind of ate itself. Just as a personal experience, like I love, I love seeing Elder next to a hot dog stand at two in the morning. But like, <laughs> yo, it's too many bands going like twenty four seven, and I'm not a young guy anymore. I'm I'm around your age, so I can't do this shit like I used to. So I think it kind of got too big for its britches. Maybe they move it to another city and make it smaller. And I know that the huge amount of European bands, just a couple of years on, would be hard to do right now because visas are so much more money now well visas were expensive then um it was an obama era hike that really got things crippling on european bands and international bands coming over here which is ironic with everything going on right now (laughs) if you think about like people can come over here (laughs) anytime they want united states but if a band wants to come (laughs) it's like you know we're holding them hostage thousands of dollars. And so it's because there were visa problems even the first year or two with witchcraft, uh, which people still been really compensated for. Oh, which witchcraft. <laughs> Such a I like bummer. the infamous band for not oh. being able to get in the country and having yeah. sweet, you know, uh, problems in their home country, getting securing a visa to go to America. Oh, infamous. But- the fact that they played here at all, like twice blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I looked into them once after the whole, psycho debacle and their asking number was so high i was like oh my god they're great though but like yeah, yeah. i love them i mean the but, album yeah. legend is legendary for me yeah. but but you're you, you hit the nail on the head um they got way too big psycho did and yeah. for me um you know money it, money and later on it, money is a thing that drives a lot of issues. And so the, the thought process of getting bigger and bigger, and when they got bought out or bought into by a corporation uh, before, hmm, maybe not the last one, but the one before that, uh, and that's when next thing you know, they had like a rap band or, you know, you know, whatever, that kind of stuff. When they started really expanding the territory, um, which is what record labels, you know, did. And they, they, they're, you know, record labels will do this kind of maneuver to expand the audience of a band. And they'll, they'll, they require metal bands to all have at least one ballad because we want to expand the audience and we want women. That's what the whole thing is. So with this, they expanded it into like not just Stoner and Doom and Psych and, you know, and, and, and cool metal bands and all that and just just got bigger and bigger. And when you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you're paying more and more and more. I mean, these bands are not cheap. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, I mean, he had like, I don't know, Wu-Tang, a couple of the Wu-Tang Clan guys and all that. I mean, that's, there's no way in fucking hell the dollar proposition value of that made any sense. Yeah, their guarantee for the day was probably more than to pay. Every they other didn't band. have that many people come. Just I know. Before. I was there. I saw it. I know. I yeah, saw I mean, it was, yeah, the prison no, is a... It was unnecessary cost just to show this wide range and hope that the one day tickets will be great for that. And I, I know someone else that did it at a festival too. And their one day tickets were so, they were like a hundred bucks or a hundred something bucks. 
And it's really, really hard to get people to pay that if that's not what they already pay for that band. And that's uh, that's part of this whole dollars and cents thing. And, and you know, I ask some bands to do this uh, sometimes and I just can't afford it. They're just not going to bring enough people in. I did it with Leonard Desert Rock 2 with Red Fang and I it was way too much money. I, I should never have done it. I, sh- I, I got desperate and I felt like I needed a, a big headliner which they really weren't even that big, you know, and I just, it, it, it ruined me. It ruined it. And so when I started back at this again, I did it, you know, I actually sat down and budgeted some, <laughs> which is a novel idea. Uh, but Psycho, I mean, the ongoing issue with the venues, that's tricky as well, brother. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I was fine with the last venue as well. I liked Resorts World. I, I got the lay of the land early. I could give two shits. I'm not a bitcher and moaner about, oh, nothing's better than the hard rock. And I don't live in the past uh, like a lot of people. And so I was all right with uh, overall with Resorts World. Would I prefer the other two venues? Hell yeah. <laughs> but I found Man. the lay of the land quick. And again, like certainly no hatred. I would love to see Psycho come back. I just figured you're a good person. uh, You're a good person to ask about this. And I was at that last one and I had a wonderful time, although it was too many freaking bands. I got to be honest with you. Too many bands. I'm a guy at this point. I don't want unless it's a festival and I have a festival mentality going in like a five band bill on a Tuesday. I'm not going anymore. That's just me personally. I'm not saying Ghost Cult won't cover those. Of course we do. But me personally, I'm too old for this shit. So like I gotta work. I gotta work in the morning, and even though I live ten minutes from every venue in San Francisco, it's like nah, son, I can't do it anymore. So I want Psycho to come back if it can come back. I want you to thrive, of course, and, and anybody else. There's room for everybody. Yeah. And it's, and I will uh, just for a last thing. I just think it's kind of wild. Uh, Elder is on tour with Tool yeah. starting this week, which is easily the biggest thing Elder has ever done. Oh, and man. just applause and pro- and you know so praise. Proud. To them, you know, I was, uh, I saw Elder. Um, that they were actually at the show, they played the show that pretty much convinced me that I should give it a go and and book shows and try. I went to a show, it was like on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, and it was Spirit Caravan, Elder, and Moss Generator, and about 15 people. Let that amazing. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is fucking insane. This is insane. These are such great bands. Um, and, you know, and literally, you got Wino, a living legend. You know, and so it was humbling to, to watch something like that. I mean, I had to convince Tony from Moss Generator to come back down uh, after I booked the show, and I had him on a Friday night, and we like had. 50 or 60 people, which is, you know, compared to 15 with a lot. Now we probably had like a hundred that night. And listen, Elder is a band that I was just hanging out with them not too long ago when they were on the tour with uh, Ruby, uh, Ruby the Hatchet and Howling Giant. Uh, They're all, you know, know, they're cool cats. Uh, Really super happy for them. I even partied uh, with a couple of them at Psycho, the first one. You know, I, I'm real good friends with the ex drummer, uh, uh, Matt Quoto, who is in now the band Kind. 
I love the band Kind. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Uh, great guys. Yeah. Um, That's so the we, kind of band that could potentially play, you know. Yeah. That's a rock. Finger, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, John, man, terrific catching up with you. Thank you so much for everything. Congrats on everything. Planet Desert Rock Weekend 4 is coming up on January 25th to the 27th in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we'll, you know, you'll uh, connect with me offline. Send me the links to everything so we can put it all in the description and shout it out to the world. And just thank you for everything you do, man. I really sincerely appreciate you. Hey, and Keith, thank you so much for having me. And one thing I'll, uh, you mentioned something earlier about too many bands. The way we do this is it's three bands. It's four bands the first night, five the next night, and six the next night. And there's no overlaps. It's one venue, and it, it's only in the evenings. So you have the whole day to do whatever you want during the day. To recover. <laughs> yeah, to recover or go see Vegas because there's go a lot. See, yeah. We have museums and stuff here. Yeah, oh, I love National Park even. So. I can I cannot shut up about the punk rock museum. So that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, I can see that from my balcony. Oh, sick. Yeah. I tell I everybody to go. So oh, you should go. Yeah, it's, Cameron Morat uh, works there, and I, I, he's shot a few of my shows and all that. So I need to go over there. And then the Mob Museum is really, from what I hear, a super badass museum. Yep. And there's an atomic museum, too, which is about the atomic bomb. All the things. Do all the things. Vegas, I'm a big fan. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we will return, and I will, and cool. perhaps we'll, we'll raise a glass together next time, my friend. Right on, brother. Well, I appreciate you having – and appreciate everything you do for the scene as well. You're hustling out there. You do so much. I've, I've watched you – I've watched you do a lot of things, and uh, I wish you the best, and we'll continue to support any way I can as well. All right on. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for hanging with Ghost Cult. We'll see you soon. All right, brother. Take care. Take care. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at ghostcultmag. Until the next time, peace. Peace.